What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really hope you enjoy all the conversations I've had with educators all over the world. I was thinking the other day, I've been podcasting for 10 years. I started 10 years ago podcasting with my students and teachers when I was an elementary school principal. And it was on this app that I don't even know if it's around anymore called Audio Boom. And we, we would record right to my phone and we would share with the community. It was uh, it was awesome. It's been an awesome journey just podcasting and uh, having conversations with, uh, with people all over the world. Principals, teachers, instructional coaches, assistant superintendents, superintendents, and even state commissioners of education. We talk about the pain points and lessons learned in education so we can all simply be better for kids and the colleagues we work with. Please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating, write a review, and even share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. If you're in Apple Podcasts, there's like these little three uh, little dots, just click on it. There's a little drop down, just says copy link, and you can uh, just email text that to someone that you think may want to listen. Today's episode is brought to you by me. <laughs> I'm the I'm the sponsor. The best way to support the podcast is uh, pick up one of my books. I, I'd appreciate it. And also let me know what you think. Kids deserve it. Run like a pirate. Empower our girls or teachers deserve it. They're all available, as you can imagine, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audiobook. If you would rather listen than read the words. And if your organization, your school, district, county, service unit, conference or company is having an event and looking for a high energy, relevant, relatable, fun, down to earth speaker that just keeps it real and really connects with the audience. Reach out directly so we can talk about your event and schedule something amazing for your team. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership strands, and I would just love to work with you. This podcast here is coming out mid-June, and this summer is going to be uh, pretty busy. I got on the books Georgia, Virginia, New Hampshire, Idaho, Kentucky, Texas, California, West Virginia, Texas, Illinois. It feels like the Capitals and States song that we used to learn. Ohio, Missouri, Missouri, Illinois, Missouri again, Missouri again, 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 Oregon, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and Minnesota in September. I still have a couple openings. I have like four open dates if uh, if you have a date. If not, I'm already booking actually next summer and also professional development days right now throughout the year, October, November. Those are kind of big district professional development days, January, February, March of, of next school year as well. Uh, just reach out, adamwelcome at gmail.com or mradamwelcome.com for more information about speaking and also my other podcasts and blog. I have a lot of other content other than than, uh, than this podcast. Today on the show, I have Margarita Tovar. Uh, she's at Maggie Tovar one on Twitter. Former principal, now a uh, school improvement guru director for uh, Corsicana ISD in uh, Corsicana, Texas. And uh, we just have an awesome conversation about schools, about turning schools around, and, uh, and just the work, the work that Margarita is, uh, is doing. It's really awesome. Maggie Tovar1, I'm going to link it in the show notes as well on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Margarita Tovar, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, Adam. I'm excited to join you. 
former principal, now a school improvement liaison for Corsicana ISD down in Texas. Go to Twitter right now, everybody. Do yourself a favor. Follow Margarita. Her Twitter is Maggie Tovar, T-O-V-A-R-1, and I will link that in the show notes as well. Margarita, for the people that don't know who you are, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, kind of what you do. Just give us a little background. Sure. Well, first and foremost, I always like to say that I'm a daughter of immigrants. That uh, plays a huge role, not just in my identity, but in the way that I lead and the places that I choose to serve. And so uh, my parents immigrated here from Monterrey, Mexico. Um, And so I was always, you know, intrigued with school. I always knew that school was a blessing, honestly, and it blessed me. It was able to provide me so many opportunities. And so I got the opportunity to become a teacher in Houston, Texas. And from there, I met a wonderful mentor who just saw so much potential in me more than I even saw in myself. And that's actually how I got into leadership. I love that you talked about mentors. I mean, so similar. I've had so many mentors in my life. And for everybody listening, I think it's just a great reminder is to now go find mentees. If you are in a place where you can turn around and everybody's in a place where they can turn around and go help people that are maybe trying to get to where you are, or they don't even see the potential that they see in themselves, you as the mentor, go, uh, go find them and see what, see what you can do to help them. Margarita, what do you enjoy most about being an educator? I am drawn to turnaround work, Adam. I, um, I love seeing the potential, finding where we can make tweaks, but most importantly, I love proving people that the work can be done, that it's never our students, that it is always just finding the right instruction, finding the right strategies, and making sure that we provide people the support that they need, whether that's financial, whether that is coaching, development. I love the whole transformational process. And so that's what I enjoy. And that's what I get to do every single day. So speaking of transformational, do you think that is maybe the biggest challenge right now for our schools? Or if you could choose, what is the biggest challenge facing our schools right now in 2022? Well, I think one of the biggest, that's certainly one of the biggest challenges, um, the pressure of the accountability, whether you are, you know, in Texas or wherever, state testing is, is no joke. And it definitely plays a role in how we lead. And also it impacts educators on a daily basis. So Of course, that's one of the biggest issues, but I think overall, it is the fact that the the profession is changing, children are changing, COVID has has impacted us in ways that that are beyond our comprehension. And I have seen a change in people's perception of what they wanna do with their lives, what they're willing to put up with and not put up with. And so more than, more than, um, more than ever, good leadership is sought after. And so I think that one of the other critical issues that we have in education is simply leaders. We are in a critical shortage of quality leadership in education. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, I always think about leadership and not just in the education sector, but just in life, you know, leadership in our neighborhoods, in our local governments, leadership helps to solve problems and, you know, strong leaders 
help to work together with a group of people to, to help solve problems. Thinking about your career so far, Margarita, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned? One of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that as a leader, your responsibility isn't just solemnly student achievement. Um, you know, often we, we always talk about, well, student achievement, student achievement is the priority, student achievement is, you know, our driving force, and it is, it is definitely what uh, we need to be focusing on and ensuring that it's progressing, but we cannot get student achievement without the people. And so one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that if you focus only on numbers, you lose people along the way. And so we have to develop those soft skills and in, in not just ourselves, but in those around us and the people that we serve. And I think that that's one of the biggest um, challenges that we have. Uh, but it's one of the things that excites me a lot, as I mentioned earlier, working with principals and working with other district uh, members. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. What do you wish more people knew about schools, knew about what was going on, knew about what went into them, knew about kind of like the inner workings or just the things that people don't know. What do you wish more people knew about our schools? So one of the things that is happening, as I mentioned about the COVID transformation, is we are in this generational shift that is occurring where we are getting a lot of Gen X, Gen Y, Gen C. I, you know, I cannot keep up with the gens. All I know is I'm a millennial, but we have veteran teachers and we have just a huge diversity of, of generations that are serving our children. And so as leaders, we have to know how to adapt to all the different uh, types of beliefs that we have about education, right? And so um, navigating that is definitely challenging, especially when you are dealing with a changing population of teachers and students. We have parents that are younger than ever before. Um, and so we also have parents that are realizing that there's choice. So there's that issue with charters and publics and privates. So it's very complex. And when you just uh, put education in one bucket, you fail to realize all of the issues that are impacting it nowadays. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying there. And it's, it's just so important to think about it from that kind of from that ecosystem. Uh, Margarita, if you could choose one person alive or dead to spend the day with who's not a family member, who would it be and why? It would be Elon Musk. And I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not the hottest person right now, but I am so intrigued by him. Um, I'm intrigued by people that are problem solvers and that are futuristic thinkers. And I am, I would just love to sit and just listen to him mm. and see how one person can do so much with the same amount of time that I have. 
Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that's controversial. I mean, yeah, he definitely does things that might be mm-hmm. quote unquote controversial or like you scratch your head, but talk about changing so many different sectors and I mean, just job creation. I mean, across the board, it's, he's definitely someone um, I've never thought about hanging out with him and nobody has ever said that before. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. You're given the opportunity to start a brand new school. What would be your mission and or your vision for this new school? If I were given the opportunity to start a new school, you know, I love music. I play the guitar, the accordion. Uh, my mom's biggest dream is that I become a mariachi. Okay? <laughs> she awesome. could care less if I become this, that. No, she wants me to be a mariachi. So I definitely think that that is one of, you know, those things that you let go because you're good, but you're not great. So I would definitely do something related to music. In Houston, we have a, a high school called HSPVA, which is uh, the High School for the Visual and Performing Arts. And I look at, you know, I, I look at all the concerts that they put and all the talent that there is. And so I would love to replicate that at an elementary setting um, with, with students that, that don't even think that they could could uh, learn music. I think that that would be something that I'd be passionate about and I would love to do that. Yeah, I love that. You know, you think about it. I, I have kids and when they were in preschool or before, you know, they're banging the drums and they're playing this and it's mm-hmm. so synonymous. And I think similar to art, if you ask a, a classroom full of preschoolers, you know, who here is a musician or an artist, they're all going to raise their hands yes. as they, or most of them, I, I would, I would assume and as they get older through elementary, middle school and high school, less hands go up. And, you know, we know just the benefit of art and music and, and so many of those things. Uh, I love that Margarita part of this podcast is amplifying the voices of my guests. I'm just going to pass the microphone over to you to close us out. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast? First and foremost, thank you for taking the time to pour into yourself and to listen to these conversations. Um, Thank you, Adam, for having this platform. We definitely need more people that are just go-getters like you that are not shy to just go out and put themselves out there. So I really appreciate that you exist in this world. Um, I love your book. I Once again, I'm telling you, I feel that I am in the presence of a superstar. So I'm appreciative of you. Guys, I send you all the love. If you need anything, please reach out. We're in this together. At Maggie Tovar with a V, the number one linked in the show notes. Margarita Tovar, former principal, now school improvement liaison down in Texas. Hey, I am thankful for you for uh, connecting with me on Twitter and coming on this podcast and for sharing your voice and your experience and your ideas. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that. They feel vulnerable and like maybe they don't feel like what they think or what they have to say is important, but it is. And we have to amplify all voices because I think that we are better when we are connected and when, uh, when people can be heard. So thank you again, Margarita, everybody listening. Thanks for all that you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.